Life Audio. Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. Take a minute to visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community of Real Refreshment listeners who are taking the dare to be in the Word as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to part two. Last time on Real Refreshment, we started a two-part series, something new that we've not done before, and we'll talk about part two right after this. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, welcome back. This is part two of the session that I did at a homeschool conference in 2018 entitled... Five things that you need to know that you probably don't know you need to know before you pick out curriculum. If you tuned in last time and listened to part one of this presentation, I'm hoping that what you're learning and what you're hearing is surprising you. I'm hoping that you're discovering that there's a lot more to this whole thing about home educating than you might have thought there was. You might have thought that it was just about academics, but there is so much more, so many more opportunities, so many more opportunities to learn about your kids, learn about who God is. And in today's second half of that presentation, I hope that you are even further encouraged about the possibilities. Here is part 
two of five things you need to know that you probably don't know you need to know before you pick out curriculum. Oh, here's our family. So here we are. Here's all five. So these boys would just shoot me for this picture because they're very young here. This is Charles, my oldest, Anderson's second, the three girls, Anne, Molly, Molly, Lily Bell, Joseph, and Benjamin. You need to know your kids. Now, um, this is not easy to do. There's a couple of resources that I would recommend. There's a book by Cynthia Tobias called The Way They Learn that I love. It's an older book, but I really think it's outstanding. And if you ever get to hear her speak, she's a hoot, so make sure you avail yourself of that. Uh, It's Tobias, T-O-B-I-A-S. The way they learn. Deb Bell is also, she was one of my homeschool speakers before we published her at Apologia. She has a book entitled The Ultimate Guide to Homeschooling. And her story about that book is hilarious also. And then the book um, that gave this conference its title by Lee Priola is entitled Teach Them Diligently. Uh, that book is worth its um, price in the back. It has all the sins that your kids can commit and correlating scriptures. It's an outstanding book. All three of those books are excellent resources for you to get to know your kids. What are their strengths? What do they naturally do well? What, what just comes, God has just gifted them to be kind, to be generous, to be thoughtful. Anderson, my second son, um, who just got married this last December, he was the kid that would work at Chick-fil-A, and before he's in the parking lot, he would call and go, Mom, I'm about to head home. Is there anything you need at the grocery store? What? I, he's just naturally thoughtful and kind. Just naturally. I've got another child that's just naturally incredibly generous. We joke all the time, I have to give him money, and he, he finds someone who needs it more than he does. I mean, that's glorious. Know your kid's strengths. What are the things that God has just naturally gifted them to do? Um, there are various, on Pinterest, there are various lists of character qualities that you can pull up and download, print off, and highlight. Depending on the ages of your children, it's great to involve them in these conversations about what do you think you're really good at, and then set goals for places you want to improve, because the next thing, obviously, is know their weaknesses. See, very often, and certainly in this culture, we always want to talk about the positive things. And that's great, and that's good, and we should do that. But we also need to be honest about where our weak places are. Where are the places that we could stand to improve? Where are the places we need to be in prayer about? Where are the places that we're going to trust God for, where we really need to grow and push ourselves and be diligent? Now, I used to think that the weaknesses were really where, and indeed, need to have a lot of prayer on the weaknesses because those are the places where the enemy can come, um, like a, a child that's easily swayed by peers or anything um, social and need to be aware of that. They need to be aware of that, right? Um, but I, I just want to give you a little, little news flash. The enemy of their souls is never satisfied with their weaknesses, What he really wants to do is pick off their strengths for him. So let me frame it this way. So God gifted, and you fill in the blank, you can think of many successful people, right, that the 
they have been gifted as an individual, I believe by God, with whatever talent they are currently successful in. And yet in far too many instances, they've used that talent for their own self-gratification or for that of the enemy. Fair enough? It was their strength. But instead of using it for the glory of God, right? God, kill uh, the enemy, kill, steal, destroy, used it for the enemy. So we need to to be mindful of their weaknesses and we need to be diligently to work to make their weaknesses strengths but we don't need to ignore the fact that the enemy wants to pick off their strengths so my oldest son is very willful very strong-headed and very early on in his life I realized this is not a bad thing I'm going to let that sit for a minute because some of you have that kid and you're thinking there can't be anything possible possibly positive about that willfulness it's glorious if it's for God because willfulness determination gets us Paul right determination gets us Peter so we do need those kids who are naturally that way we just need to do what it says in Proverbs right train up a child in the way they should go right So we need to take how God has already created them to be and make sure we're training that in the right direction. So using their strengths and their weaknesses. Know their interests. Get to know that kid. Get to what makes them tick? What do they do when they you don't need them to do anything? What are they interested in? So my second son for a while was going to be a zoologist. He wanted to open a zoo for the glory of God. And he would read about animals. It didn't matter if I signed it or not. That's just what he was interested in doing. Um, I have a son who's interested in the Rubik's Cube. If I don't assign anything, he's going to do his Rubik's Cube. I had another one who wanted to learn how to fly a plane. It was always reading about flying a plane. What do they do when you're not asking them to? What makes them tick? What are, Do they like charts? Do they like extrinsic motivation? Are they intrinsically motivated? All of these different things. Um, teenagers tend to be night owls. Some kids tend to be early birds. Uh, do they need it loud? Do they need it quiet? Do they need it by, by themselves? Are they easily distracted? Do they hyper-focus? In other words, study your kids. Get to know them. Don't be content to think that they're all the same. They are drastically different from each other. Congratulations. So you get to study all of them and get to know them. And let me tell you, let me just let you in on a secret. One of our fundamental needs as humans is to be known. And you have a chance to know them. God already knows them. He says, I knew you when I wove you together in the inmost parts. God knows them. Oh, but to be known here and understood, you can do that for your kids. Uh, know their motivations related to what I was just saying. You know, how, what motivates them? Is it a deadline? Is it a reward? Is it a grade? I recommend strongly against grading, uh, putting numbers and red X's in elementary school. Strongly. I'm happy to discuss that with you, but I, I strongly against that in elementary school. That doesn't mean you don't correct. It just means it's not about a grade in elementary school, right? But you need to know what motivates your kids? What do they need to know? Do they want to present it orally in front of a group? Because you can do that even in homeschooling. You can get in a co-op. You can go to a nursing home. You can plan a family event. What is it? I've got kids that are very motivated by doing it in front of a group. So know what motivates them. 
And finally, their learning style. So are they kinetic, meaning they learn best when they're doing something physically, like um, playing Legos on a blanket while you read? Um, are they auditory learners? They do better if they hear it. Or are they visual learners? They do better if they see it. Um, most people, most children are a combination of those things. And some things that vary, sometimes it varies from subject to subject. But being, again, aware of what kind of learning style they have. Cynthia Tobias breaks it down even further into random, abstract, concrete, and sequential. If you pick up her book, it'll all make sense. I am concrete, sequential. I like concrete examples, and I like to go in chronological order, right? Guess what my oldest son is? Random, abstract. So that's the complete opposite of what I am, he is, right? So we, we're, it's handy for me to know that. So for me, I can't study the War of 1812 out of order. He can. It, make, it doesn't confuse him to study it out of order. So learning to accommodate that when it's appropriate, being aware of it is very valuable. Next, know your objective. You need to know why you're doing this, right? So I'm going to give you some suggestions, assuming you're early in the journey, to glorify God. To glorify God. Our obedience glorifies God. So I would suggest to you the best top objective that you could possibly ha- have would be to the glory of God. That he would be glorified. Look, if you start with this objective, a lot of silly things that you don't need to worry about fall down real fast. And other things that you would probably ignore and not prioritize come to the top. So glorifying God. Next, to light a fire. I mentioned that first session that we went to all those years ago and um, I still remember who was speaking and this is from that presentation. He talked about how the public system is all about filling buckets. Think of an assembly line. An assembly line at a paint factory. What happens? On the conveyor belt, there's a bunch of buckets, right? And the buckets come under the big thing and it goes, and it fills it up and that bucket goes on and the next stop they put a lid on it. And right, and then the next bucket comes and guess what goes into the next bucket? The same thing that went into that bucket. Right? And Chris Davis said, that's what the public system does. That's what the, the private sector does. You're just filling buckets. And at the end of the day, the QC people are looking to make sure the buckets got filled. Right? Assuming that all the buckets are the same. Our kids are not buckets. They're not all the same. And they don't need the whole, the same thing in them. The one common denominator is they need the Lord Jesus Christ in their heart. They need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They need to be focused on the cross of Christ and the glory of God. But after that, they have been individually designed for his glory. And they need different things. And Chris Davis suggested that day something that has just changed my life. And he goes, you have a chance as a homeschool educator to light a fire. To light a fire. God has already placed something in your child that he needs that child to do and accomplish for his kingdom purpose. Your job is to figure out what that is and ignite it and warm your hair, your hands by the blazing fire. That's your job. 
Light a fire. Don't settle for filling a bucket. Anybody can fill a bucket. You have an opportunity to change the world by lighting a fire. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Build relationships. So, in the public system, there are three priorities. One is the transformation of information, right? Next is, um, oh, let me, I've got to get this straight. Being able to regurgitate that information. And third, if it makes the list, is relationships. Third, right? What he's saying is you need to flip that. The top thing in your homeschool should be relationships. What? First, a relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. That should be first. Matthew 6.33, seek you first. The kingdom of God. Not when it fits in because the, in, the enemy will make sure it never does. Seek you first the kingdom of God. And all of these things, math, science, everything, will be added to you. That needs to be first. Then second, relationship with parents and siblings. That needs to be a priority. Just like you're qualified because God sent them to be in your home, they are now children obey your parents to the Lord for this is right. So now they need to honor you because by practicing honoring you, it's actually practicing to honor and obey the God, their heavenly father. And then their relationships as siblings. That was always a priority at our house. You, can, you cannot play outside next door with anybody if you are going to be rude to your sister inside. This is the priority. Because God gave you her. And we're going to work through this first. And then we'll work out. So you work inside out. Relationships first. And then the information comes. That means that if siblings are fighting during math time, you close the math book. You don't say, hush, get back to your math. You say, close your math book. Let's talk about what's really going on here. You prioritize the relationship over the curriculum. Curriculum's not going anywhere. The relationships, you're setting patterns, you're setting priorities. So you have an opportunity to value what's really important, and that's the relationships. Next, raise warriors. I pray that one of your objective is to raise sons and daughters that are warriors for the kingdom of God, because that's what we need. We need moms and dads dedicated to raising young men and young women to stand on the front lines of a very real spiritual battle going on in our culture and in our world. 
young men and women who have been diligently and rigorously educated, who have put their noses to the grindstone and have worked hard to take full advantage of every educational opportunity that they have been given based on their relationship with God, with their mom and their dad, and for the glory of God to change the world. And last, uh, one of your objectives needs to be to work yourself out of a job. It's going to sound like a long way off to you, but elementary, you're exposing them to these glorious things and the wondrous work of God. Junior high is a transitionary period where you're teaching them how to manage their time, how to break down uh, a whole lesson into something they can do daily. High school's the real deal. It's like nailing your foot to the bottom of the, on the accelerator to the bottom of the car. But you've prepared to get there, right? I mean, this is a progression of stages, and you're there. And you're working yourself out of a job. You're hopefully raising kids who know what it means to self-educate, who know what it means to be motivated learners. That's why colleges want them. The King's College in New York City did a major initiative to attract more home-educated kids. Why? Because those are the kids winning all the awards. Those are the kids graduating at the top of the class. And they're looking at these statistics at their small college in the city of New York going, it's, they're all home-educated. You have a chance to work yourself out of a job. One of the glorious things that we've seen in our kids is it doesn't occur to them that they can't read a book and learn something. In a culture that's not reading, the statistics on reading are going down. Fewer and fewer people are reading. And very few school-age and college-age kids know how to approach and learn something. It's worse than that, though. Very few of them want to learn. Most of them hate school. So you have an opportunity to raise kids that love to learn, love self-education, and work yourself out of a job. Know your options. So there are several different educational philosophies. You'll see it downstairs. There's classical. There's unit studies. There's traditional textbooks. There's Charlotte Mason. Um, I happen to be eclectic. I use a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But you need to at least be aware of what they are because um, many of the vendors will assume you know when you go to the vendor and start asking questions. They'll just throw it out there like you know what it is. So it would be worth your time to have a little bit of an idea about which ones those are and which ones you think would fit you best. You don't have to marry one hereby and forevermore, but it is good to be aware of what they are as you go forward. Next, know what your support systems are. I believe here in the state of Alabama, you have to register under an umbrella school. That is a state-to-state regulation. Texas has the most open and free homeschool law in the nation. You do not have to register or anything. And in the great state of Pennsylvania, you have to do a portfolio assessment with the superintendent of schools where your child would attend if your child was attending. So, Um, To say that they vary across the United States is an understatement. Um, I would say that you're somewhere in the middle here in Alabama. I would say know your law. You do not, should not ever let 
a state official into your home um, without a search warrant. I will tell you that. Um, So if they knock on your door, you are under no obligation to let them in, which brings me to, wait, I'm going to get there. Oh, it's not there. Um, You need to be a member of HSLDA, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, for uh, I think it's $100 a year. It is your insurance against any kind of truancy letter or any kind of complaint against you. Um, We actually got a truancy letter once, and all we had to do was call HSLDA, and they handle it. Uh, you'll receive their newsletter, but you do, you should be aware of the fact that every year they represent several, maybe a hundred cases across the United States of homeschooling families just like you where somebody reported them. So don't be naive to think it couldn't happen to you. Just have your insurance policy, which is HSLDA, and I believe they're here. Um, know the different resources that's going to be closely connected to the educational philosophies. There are big players and small players. I would not buy anything you haven't prayed over, right? Um, the curriculum's not going anywhere. They'll run really good deals here, but there'll be other good deals throughout the summer. So buy here if you must, but it's easy to buy more than you need to. Fair enough? Look, I sell curriculum for a living, right? I want you to get what you need for your family. So be wise about that. Um, Extracurricular opportunities, what you need to be involved in and what you're required to be involved in. Um, I would, again, admonish you less is more when they're little. I think in the elementary years, uh, we are raising currently in our culture an exhausted, burned-out elementary generation um, who have something every night of the week. I would strongly encourage you during the elementary years to stay at home as much as possible, which may be terrifying to you, but that's when you're going to get those character issues foundationally handled and have something to build on in junior high and high school when you really need to go um, to jump ahead. And in junior high and high school, I'm a huge advocate of a variety of different ways of education. Um, Again, I'll talk about this in some other sessions this weekend, but in high school, they need to have at least one online class. Uh, A co-op would be great because they need to have another voice in their life telling them that another voice that has standards, another voice that has deadlines. Um, Just as a really short story, um, one of my sons was in an online science class once upon a time, and we were traveling, and he was supposed to have a test due the next day by midnight, but we were actually on a a trip for his speech and debate tournament, and uh, we were going to be going to Disney the next day. So he decided he was going to stay up, study, get up early the next day, and take his test so we could go to Disney. We woke up the next day in Florida, and the aftermath of a massive thunderstorm that had knocked out power for about 20 square blocks. So he got my... And here he was getting up early, right, to be responsible. And um, got my husband's cell phone. We managed, uh, he managed on Davis's phone to text his teacher to say, you know, explain the situation. And the teacher texted back and said, not my problem. Not my problem. Now, here's the deal. Did I agree with the way the teacher handled it? No. But did the teacher have the right to handle it that way? Yes. And it was a massive, profoundly important lesson for my son to learn. That teacher had a deadline, and he was not willing to fudge on his deadline. And he had the right to do that. 
your kids need to come under other authorities so that you can help them talk through it and help them navigate it in kind and gracious ways. You'll note that in Numbers 14, what got the people of Israel in trouble? Grumbling and complaining. So let's not feed that in our children, right? There was no sense in grumbling and complaining against this teacher. That was his deadline. But I can't help him navigate it well. Co-ops are the same way. Um, Interacting with peers, those are excellent things to do. Um, But we live in an Internet age. Your kids need to know how to navigate a student portal, upload files, communicate with professors. So if you can do those things in high school, I think that's great. Doing them in elementary, I can't advocate for. They need your face on your sofa, snuggled together, reading good literature in elementary school. That's what they need. They need to play good games. They need to have hands-on activities. They need to be outside in God's creation. That's your curriculum. You read them, but not, not online classes, not a lot of going, okay, just being at home. And then um, schedules and calendars. I don't know what the requirement is here. I'm from North Carolina, and we're required to do 180 days. But when you embrace home education as a lifestyle, I home educate uh, 24-7, 365, so I kind of meet the 180 requirement for our state, and you probably do too, because if you look at home educating as a lifestyle, like everything you do from making bread to going to the grocery store to weeding your garden, all of it is an educational, because that's what life is about, is about learning and being curious and exploring and investigating, um, then you're going to meet that requirement. I would um, advocate for a rhythm of your day instead of a schedule. A rhythm or a routine, um, especially if you qualify for the chill out that we're doing tomorrow morning. Um, A rhythm is something that really, um, you can hit a rhythm, and if someone wakes up sick or someone drops by, you just pick up your rhythm. As opposed to if you have a minute-to-the-minute schedule, and you're off, which you will be, you know, 15 minutes into your day. Um, if you're like me, you tend to be miserable once you're off your schedule. But being off your rhythm, I, somehow it's just not as frustrating. So, um, and then your kids know your rhythm. And in your absence or your sickness or if you get called away, they still know how to follow the rhythm. So that's what I would suggest. Let's see if I have anything else for you. Um, You can visit me at rachelcarmen.com. Questions, comments, concerns, complaints. I have a YouTube channel. Um, I have um, tips for your homeschool day and some ways that we start in the fall and a whole series on that child. And I'm always looking for new material or things to cover so you can communicate with me through there. And I'm here all weekend. Thank you for coming. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a question or comment, we invite you to send it to info at rachelcarmen.com. And while you're at Rachel's website, check out her wonderful resources, including the Word in Motion Bible curriculum. We want to take a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged, and we need accountability in the Word. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Real Refreshment Podcast.
Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com. 